Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. This episode is going to be kind of a difficult one for for both of us because we we bring such a perspective to the table uh, with our own personal stories of weight gain mm-hmm. and being sick. Yeah, this is a big one. This is a topic that whenever I talk about like on my Instagram or just even in person, it's it's number one hard to talk about because there's so many different views and thoughts and stuff like that, but really close to home. So this episode's going to be... It's going to go there. Yeah. And even though our specific stories deal with weight gain, it can also be perceived as weight loss as well. Because mm-hmm. when you're sick, it's either one of the two, right, that you experience or even a mixture of both. Yeah. I've I've lost a bunch of weight and I was tiny and I've gained a bunch of weight from medication. So we're going to talk about how that affects your mental health, how that affects you personally, and the things that people don't want to talk about when going through that. So here we go. Here we go. Do you want to start with maybe like uh, getting into our experience with weight gain with both of our sicknesses, Uh, Natalie with obviously Crohn's and me with cancer, completely different things. So Natalie, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, your experience with weight gain when you were sick? Yeah. So I started off um, a little bit overweight, like when I got diagnosed and then it was such a roller coaster, but I got into a health journey and I lost weight and then lost more weight from being sick. So I got down to uh, 118 pounds and I'm 5'8". So I was skin and bones. And then slowly the weight started creeping up and it was steady for years. For five years, I was about 150. That's where my body weight's comfortable, healthy. So I was sick and I was going through a lot of Crohn's stuff, but I was always around the same weight and I was into fitness. I was into working out. I would go to the gym a few times a week and eat as clean as I could. And then uh, came the time that I think April 2017, I was in the hospital and I got put on Humira. It's a biologic medication. Mm -hmm. And really quickly, like within months, I gained 60 pounds. At first, I had no idea it was the Humira. I just thought like I was feeling a little bit better and I was gaining weight. And that's what my doctor was saying. There was no information online that this drug could cause weight gain. Turns out that that's not true and it is a big side effect. And now that they're, they're actually acknowledging that and um, something I did was fought for, fought for what I knew was right as someone who was into health and fitness. I, after gaining like maybe 30 pounds, I went crazy and I went to the gym twice a day or at least five times a week. And I was counting every macro, every calorie I was putting into my body because I was like, is this me? Like what's happening? I've gained weight before. So I wanted to know what was going on. So I, I became very, not obsessive so much about the weight, but what was happening to my body. If, if this isn't like me eating a bunch of junk, then why am I gaining so much weight? And that scared me health wise. Yeah, so that's just kind of like a background of my story and we can get into how I felt and mentally, emotionally, how I fought for myself with my doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to know your, your story. Yeah, see, mine was a mixture of not only the medication that I happen to be on that kind of screwed with my hormones due to the cervical cancer, mm. um, but more so depression Ooh. and the depression that I felt after I had gotten diagnosed with cancer. Um, that led to me consuming much more calories than I normally would have, I guess, because food was my coping mechanism yeah. of dealing with 
uh, cancer, I guess, Mm -hmm. and being alone. Uh, Because if you listen to my story in episode number, I think it's three. Yeah. (laughs) And Natalie gave me the three symbol with her fingers, by the way. (laughs) So we got each other's back here. And uh, yeah, so for me, like that was kind of like what caused me to gain a significant amount of weight. And like three years prior to finding out that I had cancer, I was at a point in my life where fitness was like an obsession of mine and becoming smaller person because I've always too been kind of overweight. Like, you know, as a, mm-hmm. as a child, I was kind of like a chubby kid and uh, I was always bugged about my weight growing up and stuff like that. Me but it too, wasn't until yeah. I became um, an adult where I kind of gained an upper edge on how to manage my weight, how to work out, how to lose the weight. And I got into like powerlifting and, uh, you know, like bodybuilding and stuff like that. So I got to a point where I thought, you know, I would be happy with the size that I was at when I was healthy. And I truly wasn't. Mm. And then I found out, you know, three years later that I had cancer, gained a lot of weight and I'm honestly the happiest I've ever been. So, so it goes to show to the difference in it just mind perspective, I guess. And yeah. like I said, we'll get into that because my perspective changed due to the fact that I realized my self-worth yeah. rather than what my outer appearance reflected of me as a person. Yeah. And I think something that's so important to like jam on for a second is that if your self-worth is affected by the weight gain, that's okay. But you need to know that like you need to look back and see that like you're worthy. But just because you're feeling like when I gained all that weight, I'm not going to lie. I broke down at the gym all the time. I cried all the time. I had like panic attacks with my husband because I felt so disgusting. Mm -hmm. I did. Not that he felt that I was disgusting. I felt disgusting. Mm -hmm. And when someone would say to me like, but your Crohn's is okay. And like your health is more important than your weight. Cool. But like I'm depressed as shit Mm -hmm. because I don't like the way I look in the mirror. And that's okay if you're feeling that way. But know that you're more, your self-worth is so much more important than that. But you can, like, it's so, it, this is why this topic is so hard for me to talk about. Because, like, I acknowledge feeling like shit when the weight gain happened, right? Yeah. And But I'm also, like, so, like, the everybody campaign. Like, I think every woman's body is so beautiful. And I think that's, that's just a journey that a woman needs to go through. But that I love that part of your story that, like, you were able to see that you are more happier now and like yeah and that's the thing is i think we all hold each each other to a standard in our own minds mm-hmm. of what we are as a person based on our size right and we have this goal hold that, ourselves yeah ourselves yeah. Yeah. yeah and we have this goal that we like we have to be that in order to be successful or mm. hell, you know whatever happy happy uh you know beautiful whatever word you want to put in there um, but ultimately, like you had said, it's, it's like, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it, when we did, um, we did the everybody campaign, but we also did a body positive photo shoot together at like a local big place here in Winnipeg. I don't know. Yeah. The human um, rights museum. The human rights yeah, museum. Yeah. yeah. And in that moment, there was probably like 40 women. Yeah. If not 50, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And every shape, every size, moms, young girls, kids, even I looked around and I was like, I'm fucking beautiful. And that was like, honestly, probably the first time I had ever thought that. And not that I was comparing myself, actually opposite. I was looking at women who are bigger, at women who are smaller, and they were all so beautiful. And I didn't look at someone and think, oh my gosh, she's fat. Like I didn't, that didn't cross my mind at all. And then I thought to myself, like, 
if these women are so beautiful, I'm beautiful. And like, I think the most important thing is no matter what you're going through that you need support, you need to listen to podcasts like this and just keep working on your mental health and not just your physical health. And confidence is contagious. Mm. You know, when you meet somebody who's confident, so true. It doesn't matter what their their body looks like. They, it just it's just so contagious to be around somebody who realizes their self worth, yeah. and it illuminates off of them, and it inspires you to be the same way. Yeah. And so all it does that. take is that one experience like you had, and and for me it was kind of the same thing. I just got to a certain point in my life where uh, after I had kind of realized that my cancer was on the mend. I was going to be in remission soon that it didn't even matter what my body looked like. Like I could have died. And so I don't care what I look like anymore because I know I bring more to the table than just my outer appearance. That was something I admired about you so much at the everybody campaign. Like I remember you saying that and thinking like, will I ever get there? Because I'm not going to lie. Like even to this day, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, and like, I am very body positive or I try to be, and I like, don't mind posting pictures of my body on online, but I still think like, I know what it was like to be healthy, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So that's the hard part is like, I know that my body at this weight isn't healthy for me. And that's where I really struggled with all the weight gain and why I fought so hard for my doctor to tell me what was going on because I knew at what weight my body's healthy. And I know that like the extra weight is affecting me. I feel like I'm out of breath quicker and you know, like I don't feel as confident. And so it's more for me. And that's why like, it's hard for me to talk about because I don't want to ever say to someone like, you know, because you're overweight, you should do something about it by any means. But I do want to give the permission to someone who's listening to this, who is struggling with gaining weight to focus on their health and to make yeah. some healthier decisions if that's something that they want to do, if that's something you want to do, um, whoever's listening, it give you the permission to focus on your health and your fitness and your goals, but also focus on like what I'm working on currently, even to today is loving myself the way I am while working on my health. Yes. Not that one is or the other. huge. It's, it's the process, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that most of us like have that end goal in mind and that's when, and that's when we're allowed to love ourselves. Right. That's when we're allowed to feel self-worth. That's when we're allowed to feel, you know, good when we look in the mirror, but why not during that exactly. process? Exactly. Why do we have to wait till that yeah. end goal? And I would say like our friendship and like these campaigns and photo shoots have helped me so much where it's gone from like I hate my body I hate the skin I'm in I hate being this big and I hate the medication for doing this to Mm -hmm. me to being like I'm awesome yeah (laughs) I'm sick I'm successful like you know what and the medication if I didn't gain that weight I don't know if I would be helping women like I am now like I became a health coach I became a personal trainer because I couldn't do anything about my body I started a Facebook group called Chronic Illness and Weight Loss Support. You guys are more than welcome to join it, where there's over like 400 people who are dealing with this side effect of this medication and their doctors are telling them it, it's just because of what they're eating or what they, they've been doing. And there's studies now that prove that that's not true, that the medication does cause weight gain. Yes. So like I wouldn't have never done any of that. Nothing. I, we probably wouldn't have been here today if I didn't gain the weight. And that's the thing is like it all happens for a reason. It's such a cliche saying, but it goes to prove a point that it anything that happens like that in your life that causes you to feel uncomfortable out of a Mm. situation that you're used to. So for a lot of us, 
are, you know, we're, we get to a point where we think that we're pretty happy and healthy with our bodies, <laughs> but then something like a sickness comes along and like everything goes to shit. Yeah. <laughs> and your mental health takes a toll because you have this standard that you hold mm-hmm. yourself to. And the moment that that changes, it affects your mental health. Yeah. I would love to know. So like mental health was a huge thing I struggled with, with the weight gain because people would say like, you look healthy and whatever. And that would just spiral me. Or my husband would tell me I looked beautiful and that would spiral me because in the back of my mind, I'd be like, no, he's lying. Like there's no way he thinks I'm beautiful. So how did you go from caring so much and being into, you know, fitness and bodybuilding and all of that to then accepting like the way you are now? I had a moment where um, I had moved away um, from the city that I was living in, in Alberta, Medicine Hat. I was there for seven years. So over that course of seven years, my listeners of my radio show there and just being a public figure in that city, you know, people knew what I looked like, right? They they knew that, you know, I was into the fitness and into the bodybuilding and, you know, I was very healthy, like macronutrients, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hardcore working out, basically. And then I came to Winnipeg and I had found out that I had cancer and I had to go back for a wedding. And there was a moment where I'd gone back to that city and I knew that going back, people were going to have a hard time recognizing me because Mm -hmm. I had changed and I had gained over, I would say, close to 60 pounds um, with, with, you know, my depression and cancer weighing on me. And... Uh, that was one of the first things that people would would say, and it was oh. so it was so heartbreaking to see that that's how people greeted me after not seeing me for so long. Like that's what, what they would, would bring up. <laughs> it would just be like, "Wow, oh wow, you look so different." And it was like I knew they were saying it in a very like sincere way, but at the same time, I don't think they realized how it was coming across. Right? right? It was like, "Yes, I know I look different because I I got fat." <laughs> Like, because of the cancer, right? Yeah. And that's what I would say to them because, Mm, I mean, that was my defense mechanism to, like, make them feel awkward about what they were saying to me is I would just point out, well, that's cancer for you, you know? Mm. And and then instantly it would be like, oh, gosh, you have cancer? I'm so sorry. And it's like I wasn't looking for the sympathy. More or less, I just wanted them to feel like what you're saying right now is, you know, coming across very insincere, Mm -hmm. even though in your mind it might be sincere. Um. And then that that whole that whole experience made me realize that why do we compliment people with purely physical things? Right. You know, when we meet somebody, what is it about somebody that spawns us to only compliment them on their outer appearance? Why can't we compliment on the, how hilarious they might be or charming or charismatic or, wow, you bring such a warmth to the room or, you know, gosh, you're really friendly. Your, your, your friendship means a lot to me. You know, or I love your energy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, every time we are around each other, we have such a good time. You bring such good vibes mm-hmm. or something rather than, wow, you look great. Have you lost weight? Or, oh, my gosh, those jeans look so great on you. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen you wear them for a long time. It's just superficial, right? And so I think for me, I shifted my mindset after having that experience of going back to a city that had not seen me for a long time and they saw me with a a heavier presence, I guess. Um, And I just kind of like embraced that. And like I learned to love myself, I think, because I didn't have anybody to love me at that point. And I came to the realization that it starts with you. Amen. Like you have to love yourself in order for other people to treat you with the same level of respect yeah. that you have for yourself. Amen. And I noticed a shift the moment that I started respecting myself and realizing that I bring more to the table than just what my outer appearance might look like. 
people don't care about that. I get way more compliments now about how I am as a person, and they mean more to me than anything you could say about my appearance. Literally mic drop, because it's so important. And I always think about that for women who have kids too, or just, you know, anyone, fathers, mothers, whatever, who have children around them. Because anything we're saying, doing, looking, looking at the mirror, just upset, they're little sponges and they're watching. And then we're bringing like little teenagers into the world who hate their bodies. So that's why when you say we're number one, we're literally number one because there's a generation behind us. Like I know even like family members who are younger than me, right? Like there's a generation behind us who's looking up to us. Mm-hmm. And if this whole generation of women hates their body, we're going to perpetuate that problem. And I think finally we're starting to do something about it, which I think is super cool. Yeah. And I think there's more of a conversation happening now Mm -hmm. more than ever about that. So it shifts the way that we, you know, think. Yeah. Because it does. It it starts with mental health 100%. And especially when, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with a sickness because... I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed with those little things like their appearance and their weight gain or their weight loss in that situation because you feel like you don't have control. Well, especially when other people are commenting too, exactly like you said, like ladies who are listening who have Crohn's or any digestive issue, like I've been asked if I was pregnant multiple times throughout my disease because we get so bloated Mm -hmm. and I'm sure so many people can relate to this. Who does that? Like, why would anyone ask that, right? Like, and when someone asks that, that's where the spiral happens again. Or like, I'm sure when people said something about your weight, like it, our minds, like nobody understands what's going on in someone who's number one, gaining weight from a medication or losing a bunch of weight from a medication, but also sick Yeah, and then trying to stay alive. And that's the thing too, is like when you have a life-threatening disease, (laughs) like nothing else matters other than staying alive, really. Like, yeah, except... Like, that's the thing that I struggled with is that that took precedence for me. Like, I stopped caring about my Crohn's and I only cared about my weight gain, Mm. which is like was a blessing in disguise because I got very healthy and was able to get into remission. But I talked to a lot of women who have who struggle with weight gain and their main concern is to lose it, not to deal with their illness. Right. Because like. it's the society we live in and it breaks my heart. It does. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I think like. Also, the difference with cancer and Crohn's or cancer and like anything that you've had for a long time and with Crohn's being chronic and there's no way we'll ever get rid of it, that maybe like that's why for me it was like, this is an always thing, but like I don't have to always be ugly and fat, you know? Yeah. But like maybe with the thought of like, I beat this shit, like, or I'm gonna, my weight doesn't matter at all. That's where I got to. That's 100% where I got to. Yeah. It was the matter of like, Having something that could have taken my life made me realize that, like, I'm on this earth for more than just the body that I'm in, you know? Like, I I would rather be remembered for how hilarious I am and how I make (laughs) people laugh in situations when, you know, it's kind of awkward or, like, the fact that I was a good friend or the fact that I was a good sister or a good, you know, whatever, I love that so much. Then yeah. then what I looked like, yeah. you know, and I guess it it took me having cancer to realize that. That's the sad part about it. But that's the cool thing about our podcast yeah. is we don't need to get cancer to realize that we can listen to your story and, and feel like, inspired I'm alive. by that. Like we wake up every day and we're alive. I so many people don't get to wake up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like you could literally and I know this is so cliche, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Literally. You really could. Yeah, you knock could on wood. something could happen to you. <laughs> 
And 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 you have to ask yourself, what, how do you want to be remembered? Yeah. How do you want to live your life so that you live it to the maximum that you you have with the time that you have on this earth? Yeah. And are you taking back from your own, taking away from your own life by just focusing on your weight? Because there, there would be times when I felt like I wouldn't go to uh, a concert to go MC on stage because I didn't want to have people see me in that mm. state, right? Or I would say, you know, I'm not going to go out tonight with friends because I feel uncomfortable in the clothes that I have. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, so I sat out on so many life things that I got to a point where I asked myself, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I missing out on certain opportunities based on the way that I view myself? And I get it. Feeling uncomfortable in your weight gain or weight loss can can get you into that perpetual, you know, motion mm-hmm. of, of saying no to things and, and not doing things that you wish you could do because of the way you feel. But I think that we have to kind of break that cycle. Yeah. And I think some uh, tangible tips that we can give a big one for me. And I had someone on Instagram gave me this permission, but someone said, buy bigger clothes. Yeah. Like, yes, it, that sounds so common sense. It's but hard, I was though. And shoving it's myself very into hard. sausage leggings for a long time because I'm like, I'm not buying new clothes because I'm not going to be this weight ever again. Yeah. Well, every time I put on those leggings or those jeans, I cried or wanted to cry. Until I went and bought a few pairs of bigger ones. And then I felt good again. And same when I lost weight. Like, I didn't want to buy clothes because I knew I wasn't going to be that tiny forever. But, like, it's important. Go to go to Value Village or wherever your local thrift shop is and find something. Like, Because then you put less pressure on yourself to adhere to the standard that you have for yourself. So if you, you know, only have the clothes that are are smaller fitting when you know that you've gained weight, all you're doing is setting yourself up for that constant feeling of failure every every single single time you get dressed or you have nothing to wear or whatever, right? And who wants to feel like that? Right. And honestly, it's okay to box those clothes up and put them in your basement or Mm -hmm. somewhere. I have clothes from double zero to probably like 16 in my basement Mm -hmm. because I fluctuate from my disease so much and I'm done with buying new clothes over and over and over. So I have vacuum sealed bags in my basement at like every size. And that's, hey, I'm the person when someone needs a dress, they come over because double zero or size 16, I have dresses. Yeah. So like it's a benefit. <laughs> like a, you know? a good clothing store for your <laughs> <Yeah>. friends. <laughs> um, another tip that helped me a lot. And this one is like so cliche, but affirmations and just like looking in the mirror and not just like looking and hating, but like looking in the mirror and being like, I love you. And I had a coach actually, um, Giovanna from Browse by a G, we had a coaching call and she's like, have you ever looked in the mirror and said, I love you? And I was like, uh, she's like, do it right now. And oh my gosh, was that the most awkward thing in the world? She's like, do it right now. And I'm like, with you on the phone? (laughs) That would be really awkward. Yeah. But she made me do it and I did it every day going forward. And like that felt so phony at first, but then like I can do it right now. Like I'll look in the mirror and be like, yeah, girl, like you look great. And do I love the way my body looks? No, but I love myself. And like, just by saying it over and over, I started to believe it. So that was a big one that helped me. Believing is achieving is what I say. A hundred percent. Like believing what comes out of other people's mouths, believing what comes mm. out of your mouth, believing what's in your mind. Yeah. We have such a veil of like, you know, the, the what ifs, the no, that's not, you know, you can't be happy because you're supposed to be sad or you can't think that you look beautiful because you're supposed to feel ugly. 
like if we can get through that mindset and look in the mirror and believe what we're saying or like listen like you said before your husband would say mm. to you like you're beautiful or whatever and you wouldn't believe him that's the hardest part is yeah. believing yeah. believing the nice things that you hear yeah because it's so funny we'll believe the negative things oh right all the time all day, over yeah. the positive every single time yeah. we'll hang on to something that is negative about our appearance but what about the one thing that's good? Right. What, what happened to that thing? You know, we'll pass by any compliments. Like he even stopped complimenting me because he said that like, we had this conversation because every time he would, I would look sad or depressed because I was because he would say it. And I'd be like, oh, that's such a lie. He's just saying that to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And we had to have the conversation where he's like, do you not believe me? Like, do you think I just say that for fun? I know I'm not just saying it for fun and like it still took a while to believe him so but it's it's putting in that work it's looking in the mirror and saying it to yourself even writing it with like magic erase or not magic eraser like with erase pens on your mirror I had to do that like yeah on the everybody campaign we filled out those certificates do you remember it was like a it was a pledge to ourselves basically that it was a part of the campaign we we took part in and it was like I and then insert name you know believe I wish I had it with me because I can I be you know where it is for me it's right above my closet so every single time I get dressed in the morning I read that as I'm putting my clothes on because then it's a reminder to myself as I'm getting dressed which is at our most vulnerable for most Mm -hmm. women right and I read that as I'm putting the clothes on so I have no excuse but to not love my body yeah as I'm dressing it for the day that's such a good tip somewhere where we're dressing and that where you wherever you are where you're feeling that like, ugh, put something there that makes you feel opposite. Mm-hmm. Even that's a, if that's a picture of a puppy and then, like, I love myself underneath it, like, whatever it is, just, f- first of all, acknowledging, and that was a big thing for me, is acknowledging how I felt and that that was okay and it was okay to focus on my health. It's a big thing that, like, the body positive movement made me feel guilty about wanting to focus on my health and focus on losing weight. Um that's like the tiny little piece that I disagree with with the body positive movement is like I know not everyone but what I was seeing was it was almost like skinny shaming or health shaming and like if you were trying to lose weight then you were wrong and I I don't think that's true if you're focusing on your health like I help a lot of women with their health with their macros with um, what they're eating we're focusing on health but there's always the mental health side and we focus on that too. Like it's, it's not one or the other, just like I always say with Western medicine and holistic medicine, it's not one or the other. They go hand in hand. And if you're focusing just on losing weight and you don't care about anything else, it's you're taking away from your life. But if you're just focusing on like, I guess that doesn't really go hand in hand because if you're just focusing on being happy, then you're probably happy. So <laughs> there's that. Don't go for that. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's just like a conversation that needs to be had, that it's okay yes. to focus on your health, but it's also okay to just be happy and not worry about it. So like, I like both. That's where I stand. You do you is <laughs> yeah. what I say. Like, I mean, whatever works for each person mm-hmm. and and outside opinions don't matter because exactly. you're just living your best life and that's what should matter. Yeah. So the only time you don't do you is when you're bringing yourself down in the mirror every day. That's where we say no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's where we put the stop. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the, the podcasts, we're going to read answers to the question, what does successful mean to you that were submitted to us 
um, at our podcast launch. Yeah. So about a month ago, we had a podcast launch party here in Winnipeg and like around 40 or so amazing, beautiful people came to support us. So if you were there, thank you, thank you, thank you. And a question we asked was, what does success mean to you? So in these solo episodes, we're going to read those. And when we have interviews like you guys heard, we're going to they're going to respond. So our first answer is actually from my beautiful mama. Oh, good. What a great way to kick things off with Natalie's mom. Yeah. And you know what? Our moms give some of the best advice. Right? So I can't wait to hear what your my your mom uh, has to say. Isn't it funny how when you get older, you're like, oh, I'm a lot like my mom. I know. We don't realize that when we're younger. But as we get older, we're like, wow. Yeah. I could see this. Yeah. So her answer is accomplishing long-term goals by getting short-term goals done one at a time. So pretty uh, kind of similar to yours. Yeah. But what I like is like by getting short-term goals done a one at a time. That's I like that too because I think a lot of us think when we think goals, it has to be something that's like huge and mm-hmm. uh, takes years or months to achieve. But sometimes setting like small goals, like weekly or yeah. monthly or whatever, daily even, can be it can make you feel quite successful. Even hourly, if you say like next hour I'm going to have this this done, yeah. that feeling of success. And that's the only way you'll actually accomplish those long-term goals, like she says, right? Like, you're going to accomplish the long-term goals by one step at a time. And, like, when you put those small goals into place for us launching our first show, like our first episode or whatever, then now we're here a month later with however many episodes we have. So, like, I think that's super cool. It's a good way to And you have those moments where you're like, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. I have that with our podcast. And our launch. Yeah, I'm like, I seriously <laughs> cannot believe that happened. But it did because we set those goals mm-hmm. and we achieved them and, and it turned out. Yeah. So that's so that's cool. great advice. Thank you, Mama. Yes, good, good <laughs> advice, Mama. All right. So this wraps things up for today uh, for the podcast uh, on weight gain. I'm sure this is going to be a topic that might come back in the future yeah. uh, with maybe a different perspective or, you know, we could have like uh, somebody kind of, you know, come on with us and, and talk about their experiences as mm-hmm. well. So. We're going to leave this as an open topic. If yeah. you'd like to add to it, you can get you can get a hold of us and let us know your stories as well. Yeah, please take a screenshot. If you resonate in any way, we would love you to take a screenshot and post like right what resonates with you, what part you liked, what what did you feel like, you know, a tip that you took away um, and tag us at sick and successful underscore on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore and join us next week for an all new episode.